Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. In today's episode, we're going to hear some crazy cool manifestation stories and manifestation techniques and why the law of attraction could be the missing key in your weight loss and wellness journey. And then we're going to talk about functional medicine and eating right for your type. And then finally, I'll be sharing my personal wellness and weight loss transformation story. So this is part three of the Food Heals Healthy AF series to help inspire you to have a total wellness and weight loss transformation. And don't worry because you don't have to do it alone. In fact, if you're ready to get healthy as fuck, sorry kids, I said it, Healthy AF in 2023 with me and other Food Heals Nation listeners, stay tuned to the end of this episode and I'll tell you exactly how we can do it together. Take the pressure off. Let's do this together. We don't have to do this alone anymore. Let's do it together, y'all. But first, I've got interviews with Adam Shibley, who teaches us how to put action into the law of attraction. Alita McDaniel, who is my manifestation like guru, I would say. Dr. Stephen Cabral, my personal functional medicine doctor, who always brings all the goods to Food Heals. And then we've got Shelby Webb talking about the blood type diet and how to eat right for your type. But first, make sure you mark your calendars for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. This is the sale you've been waiting for from our friends at Organifi. This is their Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal where you can get free shipping with a minimum spend of $125 plus 25% off your entire order using my discount code FOODHEALS. Of course, that's all over at OrganifiShop.com. So what should I buy, Allie? I don't know. I'm going to recommend one of my favorites, which is Organifi Gold. And in fact, I'm going to recommend Organifi Gold Pumpkin Spice because it's seasonal. That means it goes away. So get it before it's gone. Um, The Organifi Gold is the one I love to help with sleep. And I love all the flavors, the original, the pumpkin spice, and the Organifi Gold chocolate. But if you're going to get one with this discount, get the pumpkin spice before it's gone. It's packed with powerful superfoods. It helps you rest. It helps you relax. It's got a little spice. So it's kind of fun for the holidays, right? You can make it for your friends and family when they come over if you want them to fall asleep. I'm just kidding. Um, But it does have 12 superfoods for rest and relaxation. It's 100% USDA certified organic. It tastes delicious on its own in warm water. But of course, I like making it creamy with some almond milk or some oat milk or whatever your favorite 
milk of choice is. It's got no sugar, so you can enjoy it kind of guilt-free because it tastes like a dessert, okay? It's really damn delicious. And it helps you sleep. It helps you have a nice rest so you can wake up refreshed. And it's got calming support. So get your Organifi Gold on or any of your favorite products with my discount code for 25% off over the holiday. That is Black Friday to Cyber Monday, Thursday, November 24th to Monday, November 28th. You'll get free shipping if you spend $125 plus 25% off using the discount code FOODHEALS. Next up, my interview with Adam. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Adam Shively is a PhD, but not the kind of PhD you're thinking of. Adam's a previously heavy dude. PhD. Get it? At his rock bottom, Adam weighed 327 pounds and was $40,000 in debt. But using the secret of the law of attraction, he set some goals. And in five years, he was able to achieve everything he set out to do, including losing 100 pounds, starting a family, running a successful business, and becoming debt-free. And Adam, what was the aha moment, or was there an aha moment for you to lose weight and change what you were doing to really achieve your goal and, you know, to get, and to get healthy? Yeah, I remember the exact moment, Susie. It, it, I was at a grocery store, and I remember standing there and I had my credit card in my hand and I was $40,000 in debt. I was depressed. I was very overweight. I wasn't happy with the direction my life was going. I had this cart full of unhealthy groceries and I was like, I don't even know if I have enough money on my card to pay for these things. So I kind of had to hit that rock bottom moment and I went home and there was this DVD that was sitting on my DVD player. So that's how that dates how long ago this was, you know, the age of DVD mm-hmm. and I, the DVD was collecting dust and one of my friends had passed it along to me. It was called the secret, the law of attraction. My, my friends that, that I was around, like they realized that I was kind of a crap magnet and they, they didn't want any of that getting on them. So like watch the damn movie, Adam. Uh, and, and so <laughs> Clean I, it up, Adam. I, yeah. I, I, I had pretended to watch it once and I gave it back to one of my friends and then someone else gave it to me. And it, so I, I walked home that night and there it was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this thing in and actually watch it. And that was my first time I'd ever been exposed to personal development like at all, ever. And that just sent me down a rabbit hole where I found Tony Robbins and, and all these people. Yeah. And that, that night I sat down and I decided what I was going to attract into my life. And I, I created this thing that I call my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. And if we get to talk long enough, you'll realize that I name like everything. I create something and I name it and I try to make it like, <laughs> crazy weird names that people will will remember. So the lifestyle rehabilitation statement was created where I mapped out my life for the next five years and I wrote everything down. It was, it was a goals list, but I wrote the goal as if it had already happened. So I didn't say, I hope to lose a hundred pounds. It's I've lost a hundred pounds. I feel amazing because I can shop anywhere. I'm confident and I can have conversations with anybody because I'm confident in myself. So I put feeling behind it. I wanted to create a business that impacted my community. I wasn't sure what that was yet. But I knew that if I just kept heading in the right direction, that good things were going to happen with this whole law of attraction thing. And I had this rule where I had to read it out loud with energy every morning and every night. And I set a deadline for five years to achieve all these things. And I achieved every damn one. And I read it every damn day, morning and night, out loud, no matter who was around. I just, I did it. And and, uh, yeah, I was actually seven days late from the deadline I had set five years before when I opened up my gym on the main strip in my hometown 
We'd already lost 35,000 pounds as a community. I had 100 people there waiting for me to, to do a workout class at six in the morning. And that was the first time I told that story where I was like, five years ago, guys, this is the person that I was. And here's who I am now. And my whole, my gym, my, my fitness community that I've built, like that's the vibe. And that's what I've carried into the podcast. And that's kind of my platform now is that, uh, you know, ordinary people are really capable of extraordinary things. And I just want to be a walking, talking example of that as much as I can. I have chills. I can't. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I already knew this story, but Susie, what's your reaction? Well, five days late, you failed, Adam. Come on. I know. I was pissed. <laughs> and, you know what, and you know how everybody always complains about their, lo- their <laughs> local, like, their local government and stuff. Like it was like the county. I, I didn't get a permit in time. And I was like, oh my God. And I've, this, I've been I don't building. want to hear excuses. I don't <laughs> want to hear excuses. <laughs> this moment has been building for five years, people. Give me my damn permit. Uh, so, yeah. That's awesome. That is, you know, I, I am a big believer in writing it down. Mm-hmm. But I think that that works even more powerfully when you, especially when you put enthusiasm behind it because it's getting into your subconscious and it's already yep. creating it, right? And yep. um, that's amazing. So I just write things down. And I notice that often I can then go back to these lists and cross them off. You're like, oh, that happened so easily. You know, I kind of like, like, like certain things are more challenging than others. Certain things take a lot more effort than others. Like when I first found the secret, I was like, oh, I just have to think it. No, you actually have to take the steps yep. that you think will get you towards your goal. And some of them may not work out. Some of them might work, you know, may, may bring you there. Some may bring you away from it. But at least you have to take the steps and make the effort. But that's amazing. I'm very yeah. proud of you. Thank you. And it's all about application. Like you said, it, you think it. And the reason I did morning and night was in the morning, it kind of set the tone of my mindset for the day. So it, it kind of turned the light switch on. You know, if I'm in a, in a dark hallway, I want to see which doors are open in front of me. So let's turn the light switch on. That was the, the first time when I'd read it out loud at the beginning of the day so I could see opportunities in front of me. It kind of dialed me in. And then at the end of the day, it was accountability where I had to make sure I did something, even if it was just doing like 10 pushups or drinking some water or, you know, sending an email, reading a few pages. I had to do something every single day and I was accountable to that. I would not let myself go to sleep until I made even just one little nano effort in the right direction. And I did that every day for five years. And that's, it, that's what made the, uh, the whole thing happen. And I think that's particularly necessary when you're either an entrepreneur or you're doing something you've never done before, or you've, you're going from, you know, being super, super like the, like A to A to Z, like yeah. losing, having to lose so much weight to wanting to own a gym and like going through it. Like, I think that you have to keep that mindset. You have to keep the positivity and the, the neurons pumping and, you know, and the electrons also dancing, right? Yeah. All of them. 100%. There's a book called Write It Down, Make It Happen that I've subscribed to. Write it down, make it happen, but I never read it out loud. Then I listened to my um, meditations for attracting abundance into my life, right? That's listening, okay? That's passive. Standing up every day and reciting it to yourself in the morning and in the night, I think is the most powerful thing you did here. Plus, I want to say that a lot of people are telling you that you have to do one thing at a time. Okay. You have to, first you focus on the weight loss, then you focus on the career, whatever it may be. The gurus are saying one thing at a time, focus because you can't be, you know, thinking about too much at once. But Adam, what you did is you wrote out your five-year plan and it included all of the things you were going to do. And I think that is so powerful. Yeah. Because the reason it worked for me was I mean, I, and I get the whole principle of focusing on one thing at a time, but I had, I had to overhaul my life completely. You know, it was, it was rock bottom. So 
I had nowhere to go but up in several directions. But sometimes when you're in that position, and let's say you're only focused on weight loss and you have a bad month, then that can crush you. Right. So maybe I, maybe I didn't do good on weight loss, but I, I got rid of $10,000 in credit card debt. Okay, we're doing good. Things balance out. So I needed a lot of stuff. You know, I got rid of $40,000 of credit card debt over that time. I knocked it out in like two years too. It wasn't the whole five years. So yeah, it was just uh, the accountability, the process. And honestly, I still do this. I don't do a five-year. Now I do a 90-day but I will still do this morning and night and I get into it. Like I'll bring myself to tears doing this. And I, it's that I feel like you have to put that much that you have to believe it. You know, yeah. you can't just read your goals. People do that at new year's resolution shit and they, they write them in their journal and they never look at it again. But with me, it's like, you have to plug into that and really believe, put yourself in that position. How's it going to feel when you lose a hundred pounds? Like really dig in with that and, you know, if you bring yourself to where your heart's racing a little bit, um, you know, a few tears here and there, that means you've got a really, really strong why behind that set of goals. And as long as that why is bigger than all the why nots, you can go out and kick everything's ass in the world that you want to achieve. So that's the deal. All right. To hear the full episode with Adam, go back to episode 235 of Food Heals. All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm here with Tina Anderson from Just Thrive Health. So in the past two years, we're really seeing the number of people affected by things like celiac disease and wheat allergies and sensitivities and gluten allergies and sensitivities. This is on the rise. It's rising quickly and dramatically. So if we're trying to reduce our gluten intake, what can we do to support a gluten-free or a gluten-light diet? And why is that so important when it comes to healing our gut as well? Yeah, um, great question, Allison. And I think the important thing is that there's actually not one person out there that doesn't have some sensitivity to gluten. Even though we th- we don't notice it outwardly, we know that gluten is actually um, very offensive to our gut lining, which causes you know a lot of problems for people in the first place. So I would definitely encourage people to eat as gluten-free as possible. Um, and then another great solution would be to take our Gluten Away, Just Thrive's Gluten Away product, which has a really, really key enzyme in it called Tolerase G. And this enzyme actually breaks down, it cuts the gluten molecules down in the stomach before it ever even gets to the intestines um, into like non-toxic levels. So um, we definitely would recommend um, that you take it before a meal. And it's a it's just a great product to have on hand. It's not a replacement. I would never tell people to take it and, and then just go ahead and eat gluten. It's more to take it in case of that accidental exposure to gluten, which if you have celiac could be very, you know, it could, it could be deadly even if you have some, you know, exposure to gluten. Right. Okay. So it's not an excuse to eat gluten, but it's kind of something that you can do when that may occur. I I appreciate that very much. And I know it's so important for the healing of our gut. So Food Heals Nation, you can check this out at justthrivehealth.com. Get your gluten away on and use the coupon code foodheals15. You'll save 15% off. Thanks, Tina. Thank you, Allison. Next up, my interview with the queen of manifestation, Alita McDaniel. I can't wait to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. We love the spiritual shit. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Tell us really who you are and what you do. I, you know what? I, I guess I'm a soul traveler. Um, it started when I was at USM. 
I think, is when I really found out who I really am. Which USM, for anyone listening, is University of Santa Monica, which is where I met Alita, and we both attended school there. Amen to that. So good. Um, And while I was there, uh, I got my call to be a spiritual teacher, and I went home and I thought, you know, people are going to think I've freaking lost my mind. And, you know, I, <laughs> yep. I, can't, I can't go back and tell them, oh, yeah, I've had this spiritual awakening, and you should listen to me. You know, and so I spent the next six months trying to validate myself. I wrote a book in two days trying to, you know, prove my, myself worthy. And, um, you know, about six months later, I had a near death experience. And that is when I opened my eyes to consciousness and figure out what the hell am I doing here? And it really showed me that, you know, my purpose here is to remind people of what their soul purpose is. You know, if I can help to bring out the goodness in them, remind them that they are an embodiment of soul, of source, of consciousness, of God itself, then they're able to see their potential. They're able to wake up and and live the life that they truly desire and deserve. But until then, they're they're still trying to fit into the social norms. They're still trying to fit into the box and and seek outside validation. So what I do is I help people. I help to remind people of that inner truth. Amen so. to that. <laughs> wow, Obi likes it too. Obi yeah. likes it too. That is a very, very noble cause. Thank you so much. <laughs> Obi is really excited about that. Um, so before you were this like radiant individual in front of us doing everything that you're doing, tell us about your before and how you made the transition. I know that you have a really empowering story on your website of like how you lost weight and really changed your life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, I spent the first 20 years of my life just really struggling with depression, obesity. Uh, I had a lot of chronic illnesses, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia. Um, I had symptoms of Epstein-Barr. And And you were 20 years old. Yeah, I was 20. Um, I was 21 when I got a third different diagnosis from a doctor to go on Prozac. I went in for cold and flu symptoms and the doctor said, look, you know what? Something's got to change in your life. Let me just give you some Prozac and, and it'll make you feel better. And progressively, we'll just up the dosage as you need more. And I said, you know what? I can't do this. This You're the third person who's tried to tell me that. So I called my mom from the parking lot. I was in tears and she's in tears. And, you know, and and she went to the store to go find me some natural remedies. She brought me home Kava Kava. And it was at that moment I realized I could not take Kava Kava because I spent three days in fetal position crying my eyes out. Wow. So I had to make some serious life changes. And I, I decided, well, I've been on every diet under the sun. And obviously I'm addicted to food. So I've got to find a way to make food healthy for me. And that was when I decided to go to culinary school. And it was while I was in culinary school that I found, you know, I found my power. Uh, I was able to learn about nutrition mainly because um, as I went there, I, I realized that I couldn't just do it for me. I had to go teach other people. You know, if, if I'm going to go do this, I need to share it with somebody. I've always known that in my heart. And I was running down the staircase of my dorms. And I was so big at the time that I stopped dead in my tracks because I heard this really strange noise. And I realized it was my thigh slapping together (laughs) as I was running down the stairs. And I thought, okay, this is just ridiculous. If I'm going to go teach other people, I've got to change my life. And it was at that moment that I started buying every fitness magazine, shopping at GNC, changing my food. And then when I graduated, I I started working, you know, more to really understand spa cuisine and healthy cuisine. And and I I ended up losing 80 pounds. And in that process of losing 80 pounds, a lot of my chronic illnesses just started to dwindle away. And it was pretty miraculous how, you know, that correlation happened. But in that moment, so much of my life changed. And that was when I decided, you know what, I love the food industry and I'm, I'm doing my dream job, but 
this is not where I want to be. And I left cold turkey to become a personal trainer because I, I realized I needed to go do that hands-on work. That's amazing. Thank you. And 80 pounds, that's like a 10-year-old kid, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not small potatoes. <laughs> Can you imagine the pain that you feel on your joints and in your head all day long when, you know, when you're carrying that around? It's it's miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And the physical weight we always hear is related to the emotional weight, emotional baggage we carry, right? Can you talk a little bit about that and letting that go? Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty incredible you asked this question because that was one of the things that I worked on at USM that led to my near-death experience. Um, I My parents divorced when I was six and I was molested as a young, mm. very young child. And there was a lot of a lot of friction going on over the course of my life where um, I was exposed to different things that children shouldn't be exposed to, right? Mm-hmm. You just they just don't have the context to understand. And so I was I was harboring a lot of guilt for taking ownership that I was allowing those things to happen as if it was my fault. And so I I, I was realizing that, you know, I was was not feeling worthy enough to take ownership of my life. I was pointing the finger and blame at other people. And when I went on the the journey to finally lose the weight once and for all, that was when I really started understanding that, you know, nobody's going to fix my life except for me. Nobody's going to change my life except for me. And at the same time, that was when I started my spiritual journey. So I was doing yoga every single day. I was reading books by Alan Watts, Thich Nhat Hanh, Lama Surya Das. Um, I started experimenting with mushrooms. You know, this whole this whole awakening experience for me was just you know, to stop judging myself for wanting to know more, stop judging myself for wanting to understand. And rather than holding myself to that victim identity, I was choosing to to see what other identity I could create. And that was really the process. But what was fascinating was I, I was remember I remember I was at USM in that final week of lab. And it was midweek and one of the professors said, she said, you know, bring something that you have been afraid to talk about this entire time. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm good. I got this. <laughs> I have cleared so much. I feel amazing. And all of a sudden I hear this little voice inside me go, you have a body image issue. And I was like, oh, hell no. Gotta be joking. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to work through this. And as soon as that happened, I started feeling sick. Like, I mean, just like physically ill. Mm. Now, at so, this point, you had lost the weight. I had already lost the weight. So you, yeah, years phys- later. You looked to everybody else like you do now. Yeah. Which is fit and beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, apparently I had done the physical work and I had worked to do what was on the outside. Right. But on the inside, apparently there was still some sort of an issue and it was affecting my ability to be able to to live my life purpose. And so literally uh, the day after lab ended, I ended up in the hospital um, or actually I, I got sick and had miscarriage. I didn't know I was pregnant. Oh my And I God. waited six days because I'm like, ah, it's just a spiritual cleansing. I'll just deal with it. I'll be fine. So six days later, I'm in the hospital. And not only do I have surgery that night, the doctors find a, an autoimmune virus in my body called strep group A. Now, this was eating my blood from the inside out. Oh, my God. So I was like 0.2 away from needing a transfusion. And so for four straight days, they've got me in the hospital trying to get my 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 fever down. So I share this story because it's it's a powerful testament to the understanding that I had a lot of self-loathing that was coming to the surface. 
And autoimmune viruses such as Epstein-Barr, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, you know, strep group A, are usually an indication that we have a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of self-judgment that's beneath the surface. And as I sat in that hospital, I realized that's really what's coming to the surface. And until I fix that, I will not be able to leave this hospital. Now, I have to jump in here, Alita. I have a question yeah. for you because I know probably some of our listeners would say, you know, if you had a, you had a virus, because mm-hmm. I actually, for my own self have dealt with my own self-loathing for other, my own reasons, and was seeing someone who practiced applied kinesiology, and he started talking about, you're a step away from autoimmune stuff. And he listed off a bunch of them, like any one of these. And I was like, oh my God, I have to change the way I feel about myself. I could be, I could get something, some kind of autoimmune issue. However, you said you had a virus. So what would you say to someone that says, well, that's, that's a virus. That's a specific thing. What does it have to do with emotions? What would you say to that person? Oh, that's a really great question. So we're going to dabble into consciousness now. And there's this understanding with consciousness, if anybody has heard of the secret, the law of attraction. Sure. When we have a certain emotion within us, such as I'm a victim, or I'm affected by other people, or other people's choices impact me. That belief creates a bridge for viruses to come into our body. Okay, it's a, it's a virus of the mind. So it's dis-ease of the mind. So when we open up that bridge and we believe that we're a victim, we allow cold and flu viruses, any type of virus that is, you know, um, contagious, quote unquote, to enter into our body and our body to embrace it as identity. Mm. So all of a sudden what happens is we we have these claims, I'm sick, my illness, my disease, right? My injury. We start claiming it as our identity. And what happens is the brain, the brain doesn't know anything other than to make real of our thoughts. Yeah. So it will literally create the emotions, the hormones, everything to continually support the identity that we're choosing. So, you know, when it comes to virus, when it comes to, you know, autoimmune, either of the two, you know, you really, you really have to bridge the gap um, and understand, you know, what kind of beliefs you're putting out into the world Mm -hmm. that are leaving you open and susceptible to those types of things. When you think of the energy of the immune system, all the immune system knows is me, not me. So, you know, when you claim an identity, the immune system is like, oh, that's me. Okay, that's me. Okay, that's me. So I'm just going to keep taking it and I'm going to try to fight it. But, mm, you know, it's, it's, I'm just going to still keep, keep it there. And I'm not going to really be able to, because you're keep holding it. I, I can't really fight it because, because you keep bringing it in. Mm-hmm. So you're just programming the body to accept those viruses and to accept those, those diseases and those illnesses as your own. That is the best explanation of what I asked. I'm floored by that. That's really fast. I have to think on that. Myself. Mind, <laughs> Mind equals blown. Yes. <laughs> and like we went to school together and everything that you're saying like is definitely something that they would preach or talk about. But the way you just broke it down, I think is really, really powerful. And so I look forward to getting this transcript to this so I can like reread it and go, okay, number one, do like understand this, understand that. Like it's, it's amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I truly love this stuff and I, I find myself geeking out on it a lot. <laughs> no, I love this stuff too. I mean, yeah. Okay. Tell us about the law of attraction. Law of attraction. Wow. So it's something that I found um, right around the time that I was losing weight. Jerry Nestor Hicks, Abraham. Yep. Yep. Um, We love him. Yeah. So good. And 
it was at a time in my life where I was, I was looking for answers. And I remember when I first, I, I read a book, Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. Yes. R.I.P. Wayne Dyer. We love him. Yes. Oh. And he said, he said that he had a plaque on his wall that said something to the effect of, it was like a reminder that, you know, if, if you were looking in on yourself right now, throwing a temper tantrum, you know, you'd be laughing at yourself right now. Because if you knew your, your true potential, you'd be laughing at the temper tantrum that you're throwing when you could be creating something different. And it was in that moment, I looked back on over the course of my life and thought of all the things I've been able to make happen by just setting my mind to it, setting the intention, and how easy things fall into my lap when I just allow them to. And so when it comes to the law of attraction, you know, the terminology is that which is like unto itself is drawn. So a lot of people, you know, they saw the secret and they're like, oh yeah, I want a million dollars. And so I'm just going to set my intention. I'm going to have a million dollars. I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to cross my arms. I'm going to cross my legs and I'm going to wait for it to happen. And when it doesn't happen, people curse the universe. They curse God. They're like, fine, this doesn't work, whatever. Right. Right. But they don't realize they're actually creating the opposite of it because they're so focused on the things that they don't want. They're focused on scarcity. They're focused on lack. They're focused on victim. They're focused on, you know, I never get what I want and people always hurt me and people always backstab me and they, they're creating more of it. So the law of attraction is basically the understanding that the universe is going to give you the only thing that you focus on the most. And if that's lack and that's scarcity, the universe says, I love you so much. I want you to have exactly what you want. And if that's what you're going to focus on, I'm going to give you that in abundance because that's the only way that the universe works. So I teach my clients how to, how to hone in on that. When we decide that we want to change something in our life, we have to focus on aligning not only our thoughts, but our actions, our choices, our habits. And we have to really think about that person that we want to become so that, you know, rather than trying to be that person from where we are now, we have to start communicating with that other being and, and basically having a conversation, having dialogue. Who do I need to become to get to where you're at? What do I need to change in my life to become where, to, to get to where you're at? Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil. The olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years, growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh-pressed olive oil club and food heals nation he will send you a full-size bottle worth 
$39 of one of the world's finest, most artisanal olive oils, fresh from the latest harvest, but he's only going to charge you $1 to help cover shipping. There's no commitment to buy anything now or ever. It's his gift to Food Heals Nation. So you can get your free $39 bottle for just $1 shipping. Taste the difference. Taste the freshness. You can go to getfresh323.com. That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. So Alita, give us some of your tips for how to be healthy from a conscious perspective. Yeah, you know, the first thing you got to do is stop beating yourself up. Uh, Your relationship with food is actually why your body responds to food the way that it does. So if you eat something and you feel guilt about it, your body is going to feel sick. Your body is going to get sick because you're ingesting the energy of guilt. So the first thing you've got to do is reframe your relationship with food so that you know, you're, you're not beating yourself up about the food that you're eating, right? That's the first thing. You know, the second thing is gratitude. You know, we talked about that earlier. It's really easy when you're sitting down to a meal to be distracted. Uh, you know, you, you we want to be on our phones. We want to be on our laptops. We want to be having conversations. Nobody has sacred meals anymore where they're just one with their food. And that's probably I, hands down one of the, the one tool that clients still come back to me after years. I still have my sacred meal every single week. They turn off all cell phones. They turn off all TV. It's just them and their food. And in that space, they're having gratitude for that moment. And that feeling and that sensation of gratitude allows them to literally what I call making love with their food. You know, if you're not in the moment with your food and you're not you're not thankful for, you know, experiencing with your five senses, you're missing out on so much of the food. And being a foodie myself, you know, I completely understand. Like that was one of the one things that I had to learn, one of the major things that I had to learn um, because I would eat really fast or I'd eat and I'd be like, oh, well, I shouldn't eat that much or, you know, oh, so-and-so would think I'm fat and oh, are my jeans going to fit tomorrow, you know? So when you're present in the moment with your food and you're feeling and experiencing gratitude, Uh, and you're able to experience with the five senses, now all of a sudden that present moment awareness allows you to be present to the thoughts that are coming up, right? So, you know, when when you're in that space and when you're enjoying food and you're feeling the vibration of the food coming into your body, that's when you, you notice that these thoughts are now coming into your head and you're you're noticing they don't feel good anymore. They're no longer in alignment anymore. So it's just a progression of, you know, reframing the relationship that you have with food. And and once you start doing that, you start to notice that you make better food choices. You make better exercise choices. You want to go out and, and be fit. You want to go out and, you know, park your car a little bit farther from the door. You know, you start to make little changes that all of a sudden your whole life begins to exhibit uh, that that health. But from that conscious perspective, it literally starts with presence, not beating yourself up and and taking a new approach. You know, who do I want to be with in relationship with my food? And so is that something you did when you were in the process, when you lost 80 pounds? Were you doing that at every meal? Were you doing that at a few meals? Like, because I know some people could argue like, well, I'm at work and I'm with a bunch of people that I have to eat with, or I'm at my desk by myself and I can't tune out. I have to be on those emails. Like, is that something you did? Like, how can someone do this if they're in that rat race or the grind of their day to day? Look, I, I'm, I'm kind of a bitch when it comes to this with my clients. Um, I, <laughs> I will be the first one to tell you, grow a pair and take ownership for your life. You really want something bad enough, you'll make time for it. 
You know, how many people spend countless hours on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or on their emails where they could actually sit down and have a meal, you know? Um, and it's in those moments when we, when we're not being present that we believe that our life is out of control. So, you know, for those people, you know, you've got to really weigh out your priorities. You've got to figure out what's most important to me right now at this point in my life. And as we talked about earlier, aligning with that ideal you, you know, that ideal you uh, for me, you know, was a lot less than I was when I first started. And I, I made myself a vision board to remind myself of where I wanted to go. So I would make those choices every single day. And whereas, you know, at that point, my normal habit was to wake up first thing and turn on the TV. But I put that vision board right in front of me. So instead of turning on the TV, I would make my smoothie and I'd go straight to the gym. And I started progressively changing those habits. And even though it was like, oh, but what about the news? Or what about this? Or what if I'm not informed? You know, but <laughs> oh my gosh, the world is going to end because I didn't watch the news. But um, but that being said, when I started realizing, okay, the world's not going to come crashing down if I take 15 minutes to myself everything is not going to end, right? At that point, I realized that, okay, so my choices are going to create a new reality. And if I really, truly want that reality, I have to be, I have to take ownership. And uh, Stephen Covey uses the word response hyphen ability, right? You have the ability to respond. So, you know, your life is your own. And if you truly want it bad enough, you will make it a priority. I love that book. What's it called? The Stephen Covey book? Uh, Seven, Seven Habits, Habits of Spirit. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. The highly successful you say people. It. Yes. Yeah, that yes. one. Yeah. <laughs> Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Yes. That's a good one. We'll put that, oh, that in, the, great. in the show notes because mm-hmm. you think that it's just going to be like, here are the tools to success, but it's got a lot of spiritual elements in it. So I like that yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, the other thing about it too is that we're so you know, we're so programmed to try to look for in human nature, we're wanting that quick fix. We want somebody to tell us how to do it and when to do it and what to do. But the problem is, is that each and every one of us is so unique that there is no one size fits all. So when you can separate yourself from that idea and stop seeking a quick fix and realize that you're making a lifelong commitment, that is when things can change for you. Because if you, if you're looking for that, that quick fix, that magic pill, it does not exist. And and when you understand that this is a lifelong commitment, internally you're going to change. Your mindset's going to change. Your habits are going to change. The people are going to change, you know, and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I don't want to paraphrase or, or simplify what you're saying, but it's like the magic pill doesn't exist. The magic pill is within yourself. There's no drug you can take or diet you can follow or meditation you can do that's going to change everything. You have to change everything and you have the power within yourself. And don't forget that. There's no guru that can help you. Like you can go see a counselor, you can go see an intuitive. And I love doing that stuff because it's helpful. However, when it comes down to it, it's all within here. Yeah. And I think that's really hard sometimes for people to really accept. I have a friend who would call things like that, you got to eat your peas. Like you got to do your hard work. You got to do your inner work. You got to like be honest with yourself, honest where, with where you're at and where you want to go. And you got you to eat your peas. You got to you know, <laughs> do your work and, and take respons- and responsibility for your own shit, I think was what you said <laughs> earlier. Exactly. <laughs> Now relax into a nice, easy rhythm of breathing. You 
are listening to a clip from the Morning Meditation for Women podcast, which is part of the Women's Meditation Network by our girl, Katie Kremitzos. If you like this clip, check it out. You can download it wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Overcast, whatever app you're using right now, you can go and download the Morning Meditation for Women podcast. These beautiful meditations are such a great way to start your day with a moment of mindfulness to set yourself up for success. I listen to these most mornings just to get my head clear, just to get me feeling good. And I love the way that Katie approaches these meditations. There's nothing else like them out there, in my opinion. So whether you're new to meditation, or maybe you're trying to kickstart that meditation practice, or maybe you're a seasoned meditator and you do this all the time, I really believe that you will love these quick meditations that are designed just to start your day with love. Start your day with intention. Start your day with a deep sense of calm and peace. So check them out. You can also go to womensmeditationnetwork.com to see all of the podcasts by Katie Kremitzos, our girl, our friend, who's a been on this show so many times, more times than I can count. She's a part of my daily routine, these meditations. You know, I've talked about some of the other ones like the sleep sounds and ambient sounds and the meditation for women guided meditation podcast. So wherever you are on your journey, this is a great way to start your day. And it's a great way to end your day with some of her other meditations. So check them all out at womensmeditationnetwork.com. And if you want to check out the morning meditations, you can just type in to your browser to wherever you're listening to your podcast, morning meditation for women. And it's the first thing that pops right up. Enjoy. Next up, my interview with functional medicine doctor, Dr. Stephen Cabral. You said something super interesting, which is a lot of times you'll start with a patient and you'll start with weight loss because what happens is they end up healing other ailments and chronic conditions. So can you tell us some good weight loss tips, some detox tips, how to get started and do it the right way, not the crash diet way? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's the, is the right way to do it because it's the only way that's sustainable. So a lot of people can lose weight in the short term, but they can't keep it off because you just can't keep up with three hours a day of cardio or exercise, taking down your carbohydrates very, very low. Or even, you know, the biggest thing right now is keto, right? Yeah. But it's not sustainable for most people. And for a certain subsect of, uh, especially women, it lowers thyroid. So now you, after about two months, three months, you've lowered your thyroid, you've lowered your metabolism. You can no longer go back to the 1600, 1800 calories, 2000 a day, because now your body's surviving on a thousand calories a day and your body's not able to utilize those carbohydrates in the same way. So what we do is we just try to do it from a real world perspective. And we also try to crowd out. So we don't want to deprive people. What we want to do is we want to crowd out the bad food. So if we start nourishing their body, especially like with a smoothie in the morning, and you put in some wild blueberries and raspberries and cherries, these low glycemic fruits, Yum. and you put some greens in there. And you, you made a smoothie, I remember when the first time we met, which was amazing. That's right. <laughs> and so if you can nourish the body with all these phytonutrients from plants, from basically vegetables and fruits and all those things, and good fiber, you're going to be satiated. You're not even going to go after as much coffee because your body's so hydrated yeah. and, and energized with those nutrients. And then at the same time, I always like to tell people, you don't need to be eating all day long. You can take three, four hours, 
five hours between a meal, allow your body to digest. You'll actually expend less energy since about 30% of all our energy goes towards digestion. And then your body will actually start to get naturally hungry again. That's the time to feed it more good food, nourish it, allow your body to digest and burn body fat between meals. So I'm a big advocate of crowding out the bad with more good yeah. rather than just saying, hey, let's just stop eating, right? Or let's deprive the body of these things. I, I this is totally so agree. This totally is, agree. Eat while you're hungry. This is my favorite topic right now. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because I think I've been on this health journey for so long and every few years I'm like, I got it. I figured it out. And then every few years I get a new light bulb moment and then I figured it out for whatever it was. Okay, so hi guys. Um, so I think that this was a wake up call for me. And that was like you said, we don't have to be eating all the time because I was told by a wellness holistic health practitioner, not as wise as Dr. Cabral, but I was told that I had low blood sugar and therefore I had to eat every few hours. Like I needed to be grazing all day long. And then I'm wondering why am I still feeling fatigued? Why am I still getting bursts of energy? And then I want to take a nap, right? And this is sans coffee, but it's the same feeling as you have some coffee, you feel great, and then you crash. And that's how I was feeling. So this eating constantly wasn't working for me. And what I found for myself, and everyone's different, every body is different, but taking longer breaks, which can also be called intermittent fasting, but not extremely long breaks, but um, longer breaks, eating less. When I do eat, I only eat an abundance of the healthiest foods I can find. Like in front of us, we have some of the greatest plant-based cheese. We've got some gluten-free crackers. We've got fruits and vegetables. Um, we've also got Rice Krispie cheese <laughs> made by Sorry. Leslie Gerso. Yay. I was experimenting this morning. They're, they're so but good. I totally agree. And I'm sure um, you would as well. Maybe. We'll see. But I really believe in listening to your body and eating when you're hungry and listening to it. Sometimes I need to eat four meals a day. Sometimes I need to eat one or two meals a day. I really just listen to my body. It tells me when I'm hungry. It tells me what I'm craving. It tells me what I, I'm missing in my diet. It tells me everything if I just tap in and listen to it. Yeah. And, and I agree with that when you get to the level that you're also at because you're so knowledgeable, right? But a lot of people, when they have a craving, like my craving is for chocolate. Right. But is that chocolate craving for chocolate or is it the magnesium in chocolate? Or is it for the caffeine, that little bit of, of a mm -hmm. kick in chocolate? Like what is it? Or is it emotional because I just broke up with my boyfriend and I Absolutely. need some sugar right? Right? in my can life. You, can you crave so, chocolate emotionally? You can you can crave comfort foods yes. that would boost <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> serotonin. So that's what I'm that's what we're looking at. And I always tell so a healthy craving is this. A healthy craving can be satiated by any healthy food. But if your craving is for a specific food, not a healthy food, a specific food, it is most likely anxiety-based mm -hmm. and emotional-based. You're not really hungry. What you're looking to do is calm your nerves by putting some comfort food in there that would then spike serotonin and dopamine and start to calm the body. Yeah. So we can look at it in a few different ways. I do agree that you have to get to the point where you understand your body, that you're listening to your body, where if you're starting to get run down and a little bit of sick, you actually do want to stop eating. You want to allow, again, for that energy to go towards the immune system. If your body's telling you not to eat, then you don't need to eat. However, keep in mind, if that's a, on a daily basis for you, well, then here's what's most likely going on is you're in a fight or flight or a sympathetic nervous system dominant state. And that means that your body's so ramped up in that SNS, that sympathetic nervous system dominance, that fight or flight, that your digestive system shut off because your body can't do everything at once. So you do have to know, like you have to take a little mental checklist, like where am I right now? Am I very, very stressed? All right. If I am, that doesn't mean eat a whole food, but I know that I need to calm down my body. Let me go for a walk. Let me grab a smoothie. 
It's easy to digest. You're turning on the parasympathetic nervous system, shutting down fight or flight by going for that walk or taking a yoga class. So I, I do think that we have to kind of uh, look at it from different areas. And as it, we're all on a health journey, right? And I know that this year, it shouldn't happen, right? But every year older I get, I'm in better health. So we're all on this health journey together. We really are. And I just think that as you learn more about your health and yourself, you'll be able to listen to more about those emotions and tune in. And this is so important because I definitely fell into the trap of, okay, I'm not feeling well. I feel sick. Let me get on the couch and just eat some comfort food. But animals actually fast when they are sick because they innately understand that the body will heal itself during that fasting term. Yeah. Like someone yeah. just said, you feed the cold, starve a fever. Yes. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? No, And I, I agree. It's And if you can create the artificial fever, which Ayurvedic medicine, traditional Chinese medicine has been talking about for years, mm -hmm. you'll heal even faster. And that's one of the reasons why saunas are becoming so popular right yeah. now, whether it's infrared sauna or it's a regular sauna, or maybe it's just a hot bath. You get in a hot Epsom salt bath or in Ayurvedic medicine, they do a hot mustard uh, mm -hmm. powder bath. Ooh. So any of these things can work. And because what you're doing is if you increase the heat, the fever, and they're like, we're always told to suppress fevers, right? And you should suppress a fever if it's life-threatening. Mm -hmm. But 100, 101 is not life-threatening. And so what happens is your body is naturally creating the fever. It's not messing up. And by increasing body temperature, you're improving the flow of white blood cells. Mm -hmm. So the actual exponential effect of getting more white blood cells to the infection or to the virus or bacteria, whatever's going on, is going to speed up. Plus, heat itself destroys viruses and microbes. So by creating that fever, back in the day, they used to do, they used to basically wrap you in this, this you know, sheet, basically an ice cold sheet, and let your body create its own fever against, so it's fighting against that cold. And these are all ways that we've forgotten. But even again, just looking at nature, we're we humans have become so disconnected from nature over the last 150 years. And that is why I went overseas to study as well, because I said, this whole thing, conventional medicine, great. It's great for acute-based issues, but it's not helping anybody to get well. It's not helping them rebalance their body. And when you start to look at the Eastern-based philosophies, what they're teaching about is bioindividuality, body types. They're teaching you how you are connected with nature. There's so many people out there that believe that they're night owls, they, that they should stay up till two in the morning. That is a broken diurnal rhythm. I mean, there are clinical studies that show nurses that work the overnight shift, they live on average seven to 10 years less. Wow. And it's because they're producing cortisol at the wrong time and they're not producing melatonin at the right time. So they're not getting the anti-cancer benefits and they need to actually decrease those cortisol levels starting around, well, I mean, actually cortisol peaks out around 4 a.m. to 6 a.m., starts to decrease over the course of the day and really drops out at 10 p.m. And that's why if we just put people outside in the tent, right, they would no longer be night owls. After about three weeks, you would go to sleep a couple hours after the sun sets. And you would, trust me, you'll wake up in a tent when that sun's rising. There's no way you're not waking up. So that will reset your diurnal rhythm and it will teach you that you are not a nocturnal animal. I'm a big believer in anchoring your day. Start your day with the same routine every morning, end your day with the same routine at night, when, yeah. whenever you can. Totally agree. Yeah, I love my morning routine, even if it's a little later than yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I promise detox and weight loss tips. So let's go back there a little bit more. And you have your detox shakes, which I am now a connoisseur of, and I will do them a lot of the times while I'm kind of fasting until I decide to eat. It'll be my morning routine. And can you talk a little bit about detoxification and why it's important to incorporate that? Not just like people think, well, we're going to do a five-day detox, but how can we keep our body detoxing sure. throughout the day. Yeah, I think it's really important to understand too what a what a detox is versus like a cleanse and all those yeah, different types of things. So yeah. 
you know, a detox naturally happens in your body every day. It's your liver filtering your blood. Your kidneys do it as well, but your liver is the main organ. It's right underneath the right side of your rib cage. I'm not just grabbing my rib cage here. Um, and what it does is it takes all the toxins. We're exposed to over 77,000 man-made chemicals in the environment. Uh. It's in the air. It's in the water. It's on the seats that we were talking about. It's literally everywhere, right? So what we want to do is just give our body a little bit more help. That's it. So a functional medicine detox is really the way to help ramp up what's called phase one and phase two detox. And I won't get too deep on this, but basically phase one, your body needs all the B vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin E, glutamine, all those great things. And then it turns all this fat soluble toxins. That's why a lot of people who are overweight are really over toxic and their, their fat cells actually swell up with toxins. And that's because your body needs a place to put it. So if it cannot remove it right away, it's going to put it in the adipose tissue, which is called your fat. So what happens is that brings water along with it and you literally swell, you look puffy, you look swollen. And so we, know that because we can test fat cells. Fat cells, adipose tissue is 300 times more toxic than your blood. So you're not going to find it in your blood because it safely put it away. But what we want to do is as we're oxidizing body fat, as we're breaking down body fat, it then goes into the bloodstream. So it can be harmful if we don't remove it properly. So we have the phase one nutrients. And then what we need are the phase two nutrients that turn this fat soluble toxin, an intermediary metabolite to a water soluble toxin so the way that we do that is through essentially cruciferous-based vegetables. Mm -hmm. So broccoli especially. So broccoli contains sulforaphane. Now, we can ramp it up with a functional medicine detox that can last 7, 14, or 21 days just to give you a kickstart. We'll talk about that. We do that seasonally, right? So you don't have to do it all the time. You do it seasonally just like they talked about in Ayurvedic medicine. So what we do then is we get things that are N-acetylcysteine, all of those things that ramp up something called glutathione. And that allows us to then naturally remove it from our body because, again, our bodies do it, not us. We just give it the ability to do it through the, the stool, your bowel movements. That's why it's so important to have one to two bowel movements per day. A lot of women that I work with, especially in my practice, they think once or twice a week going to the bathroom is normal. Right. Having bowel movements. They're and clearly not vegan. They're toxic, right? <laughs> uh, and, and our detox is actually, so our, our detox powder is vegan. It's, it's just uh, plant-based. And of course, of course, you want to try to limit the amount of toxins coming to your body during a detox, of course. Uh, but the other part is that we eliminate during the stool, through the urine, we eliminate through sweat, and we eliminate through the lungs. So our job on a daily basis, though, is to get all of those going, right? You don't wait for a seasonal detox. Uh, again, every 12 weeks or so, doing an Ayurvedic-based detox also helps to cleanse the body. So we're coming out of winter into spring. Our body's naturally meant to get rid of all that heat, which could then manifest itself as allergies, skin rashes, asthma. And we can do that again through a, a I mean, what we have is just a functional medicine uh, detox called the Dr. Ball Detox. But again, if you're working with a functional medicine practitioner, you can use a lot of other great brands. The goal is though, is to ramp up liver function. Now a cleanse is different. A cleanse means you're trying to get everything out of your intestines. That's typically what a cleanse means. Uh, we use it in different ways now. Like we have ways, we have like bone broth cleanses. I'm like, how is a bone broth a cleanse? Like I don't, I don't understand that at all. Uh, <laughs> what's the cleanse taking place? Uh, I know an intestinal cleanse where we're using laxatives and we're using bentonite clay. And like I can get behind all that, not all the time, but yeah, every once in a while, I totally understand that. So I think there's just a lot of marketing gone wrong right yes. now. And it's confusing people because- Drinking bone broth is not a cleanse. It's just not. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. Cabral, who has been on multiple episodes of Food Heals, even more than I can count. He's always welcome here. And check out his podcast, The Cabral Concept, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to get the labs, if you want to get a jump start on your health, you can go to equiequi.life and you can order your functional medicine testing labs right there. Use the coupon code FOODHEALS10 and you'll save 10% off your order and every single lab comes with a coaching call. 
Food Heals Nation Athletic Greens is back with a special offer for you, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free Athletic Greens travel packs with your first purchase at athleticgreens.com slash foodheals. With so many stressors in our lives, it can be difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients that it needs to thrive. We have busy schedules. Sometimes we get poor sleep. Sometimes we're not exercising as much as maybe we could be. We have environmental factors that are beyond our control that are affecting us all of the time. Sometimes we're not getting the right nutrition or enough nutrition every day, and we can be left deficient and key vitamins and nutrients that our body needs to thrive. This is where Athletic Greens can help. It is a life-changing nutritional habit. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. It is one of the best and easiest and most delicious ways to get the nutrition you need into your body and start a daily routine that can become habitual, right? One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, helps with digestion, and supports your healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills. And again, right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the cooler months. They are offering Food Heals Nation a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash foodheals and join other health experts, athletes, and health-conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every single day. Again, athleticgreens.com slash foodheals. You get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Next up, my interview with Shelby Webb. What was your diet and your lifestyle like before you discovered the blood type diet and started to make these changes? Sure. Well, my health journey started um, around 2010. I was a senior in college. Um, I'd already been diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, but my doctor gave me essentially one treatment option, which was taking birth control indefinitely. And so I rejected that as a treatment option. I I was overweight at the time, and I tried to remedy that by running. Um, I decided I didn't like running, um, but I hadn't made the food connection yet, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure at the time my diet consisted of like frozen chicken and um, canned vegetables every day (laughs) and about one bazillion environmental toxins on a daily basis. Um, I I just wasn't eating anything fresh, you know, nothing whole, nothing fresh. Um, I was told I was pre-diabetic and of course I was seriously unhappy with my situation. So I watched um, Forks Over Knives, the documentary, um, and then read Skinny Bitch, then Mm -hmm. read Eat Right for Your Type, then Kimberly Snyder's books. Do you guys love her? 
Yes, I love Kimberly Snyder and Skinny Bitch is one of the books that put me over the edge where at that point, when I read that book, I had stopped. I hadn't eaten cow's meat since I was a child. I just didn't. But that's the book that made me stop eating chicken. And, you know, I, I feel like I went on a similar path as you in terms of like changing through with all those resources, which are great. Right, right. I, I, um, that was a book that helped change my mind for sure. And so after I made the connection between my weight gain and the food I was eating, I lost about 20 pounds. And then um, a couple years later, I lost 10 more pounds by detoxing with the help of a naturopath. So that's awesome. Um, right. And so at, at that point, studying nutrition had become my hobby. And I thought, you know, why don't I start a career out of this instead of giving all this unsolicited advice to my friends and family um, and give it to people who actually want to hear about it. So um, I went back to school to study holistic nutrition. Mm -hmm. I quit my job and, and I started my own business as a certified holistic nutrition consultant. So that's awesome. Uh, Good for you. Thank you. So tell us about the blood type diet. And I know the book is called Eat Right for Your Blood Type, correct? It's Eat Right. Eat Right for Your Type is okay. the title. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that book was um, one of my early discoveries as well. And it basically told me for my blood type that I wasn't supposed to eat meat and I was supposed to drink a lot of interesting teas and things. And I read it a long time ago. And then I had another friend read it and she was type O and they said, and it said, you know, that's like the meat eaters um, blood type. So I thought that was really interesting. Yes. So what is your blood type? A. You're A. Okay. So am I. Okay. Well, um, I, I'll talk about just the science for just a second, and then we'll talk about each of the blood types, and we'll definitely talk about A because that um, it's one of the most common ones. Susie, what are you? I am ashamed to say I don't know, and I had a physical over the summer, and that was one of the things. I'm like, I need to find out my blood type. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know it, but I don't, I don't know it, but, um, but I need to find out. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll go on Shelby tell us all about it sure um and if you don't know what your blood type is there are at-home testing kits that are pretty handy that are about ten dollars um, I can send you guys the link to that and you can test it at your house and it tells you immediately what your type is so you can go on and uh, read the book if anyone's interested in doing that uh I am <laughs> <laughs> Shelby where do you get those tests are they online are they in drugstores it's on the website of um, the author of this book, which is Peter J. Dadamo. That's D apostrophe A-D-A-M-O. And I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he has the test kits on that website. Perfect. Right. Yeah. So the book, e Write for Your Type, came out in 1996, so almost 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but even when the book was published, it was, it was based on decades of research. Um, he is a naturopathic doctor, actually. His father was also a nat naturopathic doctor um, who extensively researched blood types. What's interesting, I've learned over the years um, from being interested in blood types, is that in Japan, it's common to be asked your blood type during a job interview. Really? Yes, or out on a date because they believe it defines your temperament or personality. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> now I want to know everything about I know, everyone so I know. What type are you? I ask people <laughs> all like, the hey, time. Baby. It's like, hey, baby, what's your sign? <laughs> exactly. So it might be like information you would include on your Tinder profile. I'm typing. <laughs> so you might take that with a grain of salt, the personality, uh, blood type connection, like an astrological sign, but it's still fun to learn about. And we'll get more into that later. Um, the premise, though, for the book is that your blood type determines 
determines what diseases you might be susceptible to, what foods you should eat, obviously, mm -hmm. and also how you should exercise. So the term one man's food is another man's poison comes to mind because the idea is that our bodies are unique. And mm -hmm. so identifying the foods that our bodies uh, do well with can help prevent inflammation, which is key. What happens, essentially, there's a chemical reaction between your blood and the foods that you eat. So lectins are proteins that are found in foods like legumes and grains and vegetables. And in an example of one is gluten, which we are probably all familiar with. So if you eat a food with lectins that are incompatible with your blood type antigen, the lectins target an organ or a bodily system and they begin to agglutinate, which literally means to stick or glue to um, the blood cells in that area. So the cells clump together and the body treats them like a foreign invader mm. and your body is rejecting the lectin in that food. So using gluten as an example, the gluten binds to the lining of your small intestine and causes all this inflammation and irritation, especially for type O's. So that's why type O's should avoid gluten. Lectins in certain foods can also slow down the rate of your food metabolism, interfere with digestion, cause bloating, and other things. So in the book, they have organized it really well, although it's a lot of information. And each blood type is given lists for 16 food groups like vegetables and fruits. And then each food group is divided into three categories. So you'll have four fruits, highly beneficial fruits, neutral fruits, and then avoid fruits. So anything on your highly beneficial list is a food that acts like a medicine. Mm -hmm. Neutral foods are just act like foods. And then the avoid list acts like a poison in your body. And so the best policy is to take those lists and eliminate the foods that are on your avoid list and focus on eating highly beneficial and neutral foods. So let's talk about Allison's blood type first and mine's because this is type A. We flourish on a vegetarian diet because we have low amounts of hydrochloric acid. Um, and I actually had that confirmed by a naturopathic doctor who did um, biofeedback on me. Have you ever had that done, Allison? No, but I'm fascinated. Tell me everything. <laughs> yes. Biofeedback uh, will pick that up. Um, and that's something my naturopathic doctor told me. And I, I said, well, I already know that because I know about the blood type diets. But basically, type A blood folks are supposed to eliminate overly processed and refined foods. And um, the key is just to eat foods in as natural a state as possible, um, you know, fresh, pure and organic foods. So yes. um, the foods that encourage weight gain for us are meat, dairy, kidney beans, lima beans, and wheat in abundance. Um, and then foods that encourage weight loss are vegetable oils, soy foods, vegetables, pineapple. Um, and then another thing that's interesting is that red wine is highly beneficial for type A. So just to make sure everyone heard that, a doctor is giving you the green light to drink red wine. Susie and I just high-five for everyone who's not with us in the studio. We silently high-fived because we're drinking red wine right now <laughs> and allison loves her wine and, and i'm not giving and, up and it's good for her clearly <laughs> shelby just said it susie's like can i change my blood type um yeah, can i wait wait are the other oh, well blood transfusion <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be i love my red wine 
Yeah. So the book, like I said, also goes into diseases that you might be susceptible to. Mm -hmm. And for type A, they're pretty serious, heart disease, cancer, diabetes. And so you you also have recommendations for exercise. So for type A's, we um, need to focus on exercises that reduce stress in our lives because we (laughs) isn't this funny? We have naturally high levels of cortisol, which is our stress hormone. And that ties into the personality connection for type A. Have you guys ever heard like someone say, that guy is real type A, as in he's a high stress individual? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it turns out there's something to that because type A's have this um, naturally high level of the stress hormone. Um, and so if we don't st- deal with stress, we explode. So some examples <laughs> of famous type A blood people are, are you guys ready? Yeah. Adolf Hitler. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Is that supposed to make me feel better or worse? <laughs> exactly. The uh, second was Richard Nixon. He had type A blood. All right. Third, Britney Spears. Oh, she has my birthday too. So me and Britney are like BFFs. Snap. Basically. Oh. All connected. I, mean, I, I think we can all remember their respective meltdowns, you know? <laughs> that is true. Very good point, Shelby. Very good point. <laughs> the shaved head with the umbrella, that was totally because she was a type A. That's what she should have told the judge. And so I'll just go quickly through the other types for listeners in case anyone else knows what their blood type is. First, type O, which is the most common blood type. It's also the oldest. It's a universal donor. Typos are supposed to be gluten and dairy-free. They thrive on a high-protein diet. So foods that encourage weight gain for typos are corn, kidney beans, navy beans, lentils, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, mustard greens. And then foods that encourage uh, weight loss are kelp, seafood, iodized salt, liver, red meat, kale, spinach, and broccoli. The diseases that typos are more susceptible to are hypothyroidism, um, which is a low level of thyroid hormone due to insufficient levels of iodine. So that's why kelp is good for typos. Um, And then also ulcers because typos naturally have um, more stomach acid than type A's. So that's just something to note. Um, Typos do really well with um, high intensity aerobic exercise, so cardio. And then uh, famous O blood types that you guys will know are Ronald Reagan, our former president, Queen Elizabeth II, John Lennon, and Elvis. I like the O's way better than the A's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's plenty of A's that are nice. Yeah, Shelby, give us some nice A's, will ya? <laughs> what about us? We're nice. I agree. I'm going to call Allison, Allison Adolph right now. <laughs> <laughs> Type A, Allison Adolph. A. Thanks for the no. new nickname, guys. <laughs> you know, guys, I have to say, I, I will bet, I'm going to make a prediction right now, and I don't even know about the other two blood types, but from what Shelby just said, I bet that I'm typo. Okay. From what she just said about what what they do better on with the kelp and the salt. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about the dairy, but yeah, but I bet, I bet I'm typo. All right. I'm going to make a prediction. You, let's get you tested and we then we'll tell We should take bets you. online and on our website. Yeah. What is Susie's blood type? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we have to wait and see. You should make a quiz so everyone can guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so interesting because it's like one of the foods you said um, that could cause a type O to gain weight is like cauliflower. And you Usually, when you're eating a vegetable, you're thinking, no matter what, 
this is good for me and I'm proud of myself for eating it. And you may not know that just for you, it's having this detrimental effect. So the whole point of this podcast and everything we're doing isn't to confuse people. It's just to say, find out what works for your body, what works for your neighbors, what works for your husbands, what works for your girlfriends, what works for your sister is not the same as what works for you. Exactly. And and so it can only help to learn yeah. this information. Um, so I, I think it's so important. Um, okay. What are some of the other types? Yeah. So the last two are type B, which their diet is really a mix of the type A and type O diets. Foods that encourage weight gain for type Bs are wheat, corn, lentils, peanuts, sesame seeds, and buckwheat. And then foods that encourage weight loss are green vegetables, meat, liver, eggs, low-fat dairy products. Um, so diseases that type Bs are susceptible to are immune system disorders like MS, lupus, mm-hmm. chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, and their exercise should be um, activities that involve other people. So like hiking, biking, tennis, aerobics. Um, so it's exercises that engage your mind as well as your body. An interesting factoid on the personality connection for type Bs is that as of the date of this book, that this book was published in 1996, 30 to 40% of all self-made millionaires in the U.S. were type B. Damn. Whoa. Susie, I hope you're type B now. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe I changed my prediction. Let's make this podcast <laughs> a millionaire podcast. All right. Can you make us millions? All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go online and vote. Is she B or O? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So famous uh, type B bl- um, people are Paul McCartney and Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Two absolute bosses. Okay, now B's the best. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Agreed. Um, the last one is type AB. It's the um, most young of all the blood types. It's the rarest. Um, they're a universal receiver. Um, type B's have low stomach acid like type A's, and so they're to restrict meat consumption for weight loss also. Foods that encourage weight gain for type AB um, folks are red meat, kidney beans, lima beans, seeds, corn, buckwheat, and wheat. And then foods that encourage weight loss uh, for AB type is tofu, seafood, dairy, green vegetables, kelp, and pineapple. And the disease that they are most susceptible to is stomach cancer. Um, and then their exercise um, that's recommended is yoga, hiking, and swimming. Famous AB blood types are some pretty cool people. Marilyn Monroe, JFK, Mick Jagger. So we might hypothesize that ABs have a stronger sex drive than other blood types. What do we think? Yeah, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so th- this book is so inexpensive on Amazon. But if you don't want to read the book, I, I, I get it. There is a an app in the iTunes store that you can, or excuse me, on the app store mm-hmm. that you can download. And then you can make grocery shopping lists for your type specifically. And then you go over to your shopping list and see what percentage of what you're buying today is on your highly beneficial list and what's on your neutral list. And so it's a really easy way to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell us about your journey and how the blood type diet really helped you. I was not ever really a meat lover. I never really was one of those people who just craved like a steak or a hamburger, right? Right. Um, And I I guess that's just, that was my body saying, that's not what you really want or need. Um, And so that was really the key to my weight loss is restricting, well, eliminating meat. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I lost all this weight and had this incredible amount of energy because 
because when you give your body the foods that it wants and needs, it doesn't require all the extra energy to deal with that food. So my diet now is plant-based, whole foods based with a ton of fiber and water and vitamins and enzymes, which are all easy to obtain from plant foods. And so that's why I became a health coach because I just believe that food healed me um, and I want to help other people do the same thing. To hear the full episode with Shelby, go all the way back to episode 35 of Food Heals. Yes, sometimes I delve deep back into the archives because these interviews are timeless. They are that good. (laughs) All right, so at the beginning of the show, I told you that I was going to share my wellness journey with you as well as a way that we could work together for a total wellness transformation and get healthy AF in 2023. So here we go. First of all, I want to share with you my personal recent journey that I am down 12 pounds from my peptide therapy. Peptides are a regenerative medicine, and it's really helped me to curb a lot of cravings. And it's like crazy how my belts don't fit and my pants don't fit and my dresses. I just look leaner. I feel lighter. It's really, really um, shocking. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by this because... I already do all of the things you're supposed to do when it comes to wellness. And, you know, I eat a plant-based diet. Um, you know, I'm very clean. You know, I take my supplements. You know, I work out. You know, I'm, I, I've been functional medicine tech, uh, tested multiple times so that I can make sure that I'm on the forefront of my health. And it's like I was already doing everything right, but there was also still something that could be lost, whether it's too much sugar or a hormone imbalance or too much wine. I don't know, you guys, but I'm down 12 pounds and it feels fucking amazing. So that's the first thing I want to share. So if you're like, Allie, what the heck is this peptide therapy and how do I get some? Don't worry. I got your back. (laughs) So what are peptides? Peptides occur naturally in our bodies and they are considered the building blocks of proteins. They are these chains of amino acids that help regulate a wide range of biological functions, right? All these processes constantly going on in our bodies and they're also very therapeutic, right? So we got to have these peptides optimized and working to our benefit, right? So just some of the things that peptides help enhance and help us with is digestion, releasing of hormones, our cardiovascular health, our respiratory health, how our immune system is functioning. Is it functioning optimally? It helps with our neurological activity. And that's not all. Some peptides are even used to signal the production of proteins and some actually function as hormones themselves. Carrier peptides deliver nutrients where they are most required in the body, like transporting magnesium or copper to the skin for collagen production. So the peptides are constantly working for us in our favor, right? We want peptides. We want them working. We want them working optimally. Here's the problem. The number of peptides in our bodies decrease in abundance and functionality as we age. Stress aging, changes in diet, these can all cause peptide production, disruption, and depletion, which results in peptide degradation. Are you following me? (laughs) So this is why peptide therapy and peptide injections have now become more widely available because people are realizing that, oh my gosh, I can help my body help offset this peptide disruption, and give my body what it needs to heal itself. That's what Food Heals is all about. You know that, right? 
So all these telehealth centers and anti-aging facilities and medical spas and even doctor's offices are waking up to the fact that people need peptides, right? So it's something that they can offer their clients and their patients, whether it's for hormone replacement, medical weight loss, pain relief even, and of course, anti-aging, right? So there are so many benefits. And once all of these clinics are realizing it, it makes it easier for people like us to get when it used to be more difficult. So that's what I'm trying to explain is like, this is a new regenerative medicine protocol that you can do at home. So I've been doing it. And what I do is I do my B12 shot and my peptide shot once a week. And if I can do it, you can do it because I'm scared of needles too. Okay. You don't even feel it. The needle is so tiny. You don't even feel it. So don't even worry about that. But let me tell you how effective these peptides are. Cause it's like, I like to biohack. I like to anti-age. I like to learn about regenerative medicine and you know, it's been weeks now. I should add up how many weeks it's been so I can properly report. But it was like, I lost five pounds in the first four weeks. Then Um, when I got to six weeks, it was another four pounds. So that was nine pounds. And now I think it's two weeks later about, I'll add this up and report back 12 pounds lighter. And I didn't change anything else. So it's pretty cool to not have massive sugar cravings. It's pretty cool to not eat everything on your plate. You eat like half on your plate and you're like, I'm totally full and you're good. And that's why the weight loss is eminent. So Imagine how effective this is just for me. And I don't have that much weight to lose. So imagine if you have 30, 60, or 100 pounds to lose. It's It works well and it works quickly. So I'm excited about it. And um, if you want to do this peptide therapy, uh, you can look up someone in your area. You can look up telehealth centers or you can work with me in 2023 and I will recommend uh, the telehealth center that I'm working with. And they're going to give Food Heals Nation a discount code. So it's been great. Um, I'm feeling better in my skin. I'm feeling lighter. My clothes are fitting better. I'm doing this trip right now, which is going to be so fun. Um, but I'm going to New York, then London, uh, then Cairo. And then I'm not sure where I'm going. I need to get my return ticket. Um, maybe Malta, maybe France. So I'm going on this trip and I'm going to be fitting into my clothes even better than I thought. I'm sitting here packing and I'm trying things on and I'm like, uh, this is too big for me. And it's kind of shocking. It's exciting because who doesn't want something to feel big on them, right? Like, it's awesome. But it's also, I, I'm just shocked, honestly. So so that's my current kind of wellness and weight loss journey. But let me take you back. Everyone has a different journey, a different weight loss story, a different wellness story. I've obviously you know about my parents if you're a regular listener. But let me take you back and I'll go through the story um, with you to help you understand how I got to where I am today. And maybe you felt the same way, or maybe you've had similar life circumstances happen to you. You know, I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to ping me, hit me up, DM me, PM me on uh, Instagram at Allison Melody TV or at Food Heals Nation or post in the Facebook group, um, the Food Heals Nation Facebook group. So, you know, when I was growing up, I never felt good enough. And I know that's common. So I'm just sharing my story, but I would look at all the beautiful girls around me and I would always think like, they're so much better than me. They're more confident. They're prettier. They had better hair. They were always taller than me, right? And so there was this like sense of my beauty and my weight being tied to my worth. And that is like, gosh, can you relate to that? Like, do you feel that way? So let's cut to college, like 
there was a Taco Bell across the street from UNCW. So um, there was a Wendy's next door, a Taco Bell, and then I had a, you know, a card to the campus uh, buffet, the campus, you know, food. And it was so easy to put on the dreaded freshman 15, okay, freshman 20. And that just gave me more shame and more issues with weight and food. Because again, it was like not feeling beautiful, not feeling skinny, equaled in my mind that I wasn't worthy of the people around me. So I had this horrible self-talk in my head saying, you're not good enough. And so when you have all those thoughts swirling around, it's like food becomes your comfort to make you feel better. It's like that serotonin rush of this tastes good, this feels good, and I don't have to think those horrible thoughts about myself because I'm eating delicious food. Food was comfort, food was reward, food soothed my stress, it helped with depression, it helped with anxiety, Ben and Jerry's ice cream would help me overcome breakups or sadness, and of course food cured those college hangovers, you know, like food was comfort. And um, so I'm, I'm struggling with food, and if that wasn't, you know, enough, when I was a junior was I a sophomore or a junior in college? My mom was diagnosed with cancer. And you know my story, she already had multiple sclerosis, so she was already suffering. Um, but that's when everything changed. Cause like it was like, who cares about my stupid weight problems? Like, who cares about food? Everything changed in that moment because nothing else mattered but helping my mom. Like, let's help her get healthy. Let's help her get rid of this cancer. Like, what can we do? So it was just doctors and pills and appointments and then of course chemo and radiation and surgery and nothing worked and so I watched her lose her hair I watched her lose her zest for life um I lost her you know I watched her lose her vitality right before my eyes it was devastating and it was just like nothing I could have possibly imagined like there was nothing I could do so you have this horrible feeling of absolute powerlessness over your life and the life of your loved ones when the doctor is saying there's nothing we can do. And so sadly, you know my story um, if you're a regular listener, but she passed away less than a year after being diagnosed. And so at that point, I realized, you know, there had to be a better way to heal the body. There had to be a way to reverse chronic degenerative disease. Because like I said, before she had cancer, she had multiple sclerosis. So she was suffering for years. So I went on a mission to find out what that was. Like, okay, food wasn't healing me. I had food addiction. I had sugar cravings. I had issues with my body image. And food wasn't healing her. Food was killing her. Pharmaceutical drugs were killing her. So at the same time as all this is going on, I'm graduating college. I've got my film degree. I'm like, I want to go make a difference in the world. You know how it is. If you are a college grad, you're like, let me go shake up the world with my newfound knowledge. Watch me, right? So I moved to California from North Carolina, and I was just like embarking on this journey, this learning journey. And um, how do I move through the world? I've got my film camera. I've got my... um, DSLR for taking photographs. I love this stuff. And I just started meeting all these people with incredible stories to share. So, 
you know, I'm meeting people who had healed autoimmune conditions, who had healed chronic pain, who had lost hundreds of pounds. Like a lot of the stories that I shared today and in the series, these were the people I was meeting back then. I even started meeting people who had reversed cancer, even stage four cancer. And that's when I became awake. I was like, oh my God, food has the ability to kill us or heal us. Like, holy crap, right? And what were they doing that was different from what I was doing, from what my mom was doing? They were working on their mindset. They were drinking green juice from plants. They were eating vegetables. They were drinking smoothies. They were eating a plant-based whole foods diet. They were taking herbs and vitamins and supplements. These were things I had never even barely heard of before. Like, we thought that was like, crap for hippies. We had no idea. I had never heard of alternative medicine. I didn't know what acupuncture was. What the heck is colonics? Infrared sauna, who cares, right? So my mind was blown at this time. That's when I learned the body is designed to heal itself when given the tools it needs to do so. So I had to experiment on myself. I did a five-day juice cleanse and I like lost five pounds and I was like, whoa, this is cool. This is awesome. I became hooked because it wasn't just about the five pounds of weight loss. It was about feeling better in my skin, looking better, feeling like I had radiant, radiant skin, radiant health, lots of energy, a clearer mind, a clearer head, and just five days of juicing. I was like, holy heck, I cannot believe this. So I started eating more plants. I started choosing to eat organic food. I started having a regular workout routine where before I was just like going to the gym whenever I had time. Then it was like, oh, this is going to be a part of your daily routine. Um, Meditation, like just different ways to heal myself and um, to start feeling better. My energy levels started to skyrocket and I was just like on this new path. It was exciting. It was fun. I was like, I'm going to hack my health and feel better than ever. And I'll never get cancer like mom did, right? Then cut to more shocking news. Now my dad was diagnosed with cancer. I was like, I cannot believe this because this is what happened to my mom. But oh, I will heal you. I will help you. So I flew home from California, told my dad, I will save you, right? Like little blonde girl on a mission here. So I told him about all these amazing people I had met in California. I was like shooting videos with them. I was like interviewing them. I was like, look, these people have healed themselves of chronic degenerative diseases, including cancer, by changing their diets, by alkalizing their bodies, by by getting rid of um, all their pharmaceutical drugs, and by choosing meditation over medication, like alternative medicine, like all this stuff. I was like, so annoying. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, my dad was like, whoa, calm down. So my dad, you know, he listened. He tried his best. But the truth is, baby boomer dad did not believe what I believed. And he didn't want to make any changes. He had no desire to. He didn't believe in it. He didn't have a desire to. So as much as my newfound knowledge could have healed him had he let it, he did not want to let it. My dad, he wanted to drink and smoke and eat whatever he wanted. My dad wanted to live his life his way. And my dad wanted to die his way. And the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in my entire life was to accept my father's decision not to take the holistic route, not to eat better, not to change his diet, not to try to heal. That was his decision to pass away on his terms. And so, you know, it wasn't long. It was only a few short months after he was diagnosed um, that he passed away. So by the time I was 25 years old, I lost both of my parents to cancer. I know many of you know this story, but 
these losses just fueled my passion more than ever because I was like, I will never get cancer. I will never get cancer. I will never get a chronic disease. I still stand by that. I will, if I do, I will heal it, right? Like I won't, but if I do, I will heal it. So at that point, I threw myself into the wellness lifestyle. I was eating better, exercising more, feeling better, cleansing, detoxing, all of that stuff. But y'all, there was something that I I couldn't shake. I couldn't admit to myself. I couldn't, I was doing all these things outwardly, but inwardly, I was suffering so fucking much. I was in a deep depression. That's it. So it almost didn't matter how much I worked out, how much better I was eating, how many juices I was having, because there was still like this part of me that was miserable and self-loathing and not dealing with the fact that I had lost both of my precious parents, um, not dealing with the grief. Because it's like, even though I, I was like now making every single effort to be physically well, I had no idea how to be emotionally well. And I still felt like that girl in high school and that girl in college who was looking around at all the beautiful people thinking, I'm not good enough. You're not good enough because you don't look like them. You're not good enough because you don't have that confidence. And now I had this loss on top of it. I hadn't grieved that loss of my parents. I hadn't forgiven myself for all the things that I was holding against myself. Like you should have known better. You should have saved them. You should have helped them. You let them die because you didn't educate yourself and educate them about the power of nutrition and how to feel good and how to believe in yourself and how to feel good enough, right? And then there was all this forgiveness with them. I had to forgive them or I hadn't forgiven them for the perception I had that they left me behind in this world. Like, how dare they? Like, I felt so alone, so sad. It was awful. But I'm still like hopeful. So I'm still doing the diet and exercise and alternative medicine. But it only got me so far on my wellness journey because when I looked in the mirror, I told myself, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. And therefore, you're not lovable. Why do we equate our self-worth with our weight? It's disgusting. And I know it's societal standards. We can talk about that, but I don't want to do it anymore. And I don't want you to do it anymore. So anyways, back then my diet was cleaner than ever, but I was still overeating when I felt sad. I was still turning to sugar to soothe my depression. It was this vicious cycle of going from all the green juice in the morning all day, smoothies, good food, to chocolate cake at night judging myself, not being able to sleep because I was thinking about how I just ruined my diet by eating that chocolate cake or overeating that food. It was self-loathing, hating myself, and then promising to do better tomorrow and then starting all over again. Work out, meditate, drink green juice all day. Then at night, destroying and repeating the cycle again. Can y'all relate to that? So I really had to go down the emotional healing path. So I share this because it's like we can heal ourselves physically and that will help us tremendously, but we got to heal ourselves emotionally too. So that's when everything started to change. I was able to release weight when I was able to release the issues that I had with food by releasing the things I was holding against myself and my parents, and God, and judgments about the world. So it was releasing all of these emotions and judgments that enabled me to release the food addiction that enabled me to go to the next level with my health. So that's when I was like slowly stopping 
like comforting myself with food or dealing with those food addictions, abusing my body with sugar, which I was very, very good at. That's when I started to become much more confident in the woman that I am today. And now I love how I look. I love how I feel. I love how I am in the world. And that was a radical transformation. And that's how I've been living my life, plant-based, holistic, and emotional healing techniques that I use, you know, regularly to feel better. And of course, the functional medicine, which we can get into. And now the peptide therapy, which has helped me on a new level. Now I'm back to the physical with the peptide therapy, right? Done the physical, done the food, done the emotional. Now we're back to the physical with a new hormone that I didn't realize that my body needed, right? With the peptides. So it's just this constant learning journey, learning how to make ourselves feel better every step of the way, because life is going to throw shit at us. And who are we going to be in those moments? And how are we going to handle things? Right? And that's, I'm still learning, but I'm on this journey to better my health, to anti-age myself, to live to 150. Okay, maybe that not that long, but over 100 for sure. And not over 100 in a wheelchair and feeling horrible, but over 100 riding my bike to the farmer's market and feeling fucking fantastic. That's my vision for myself. And so with everything I've shared in these past few episodes and shared today, it's like, I want to help you build that health toolbox for yourself so you can become unstoppable in the pursuit of your dream body and your dream life and your vision of yourself at 100 years old, whether it's like mine or something else. And also, when I say dream body, I don't mean like, oh my God, I want to help you get six-pack abs. Like, okay, if you want that, go for it. I mean creating the body that you feel amazing in all of the time. Let's talk about how to love yourself in that body, in the skin you're in, love that life that you're living, feel healthy, feel confident to live the life that you were put here on this earth to, to do, to live. And I believe it is without suffering. I truly do. And for those of us who have been through trauma, perhaps you have, perhaps you can relate to my story, you have your own trauma, whatever that might be. When you come out the other side, and I know it's a healing journey and we're healing it every single day. When you come out the other side, you go, oh my God, I didn't remember that it could feel this good. I didn't realize it could feel this good. So if you're suffering right now because you don't feel good enough, if you're suffering right now because you have a chronic or degenerative disease, if you're suffering right now because you can't get out of bed, if you're suffering right now because you're judging the way that you look and equating your self-worth with the way that you look, or anything that we've talked about today, I want to help you get healthy AF for good. Let's do this together, you guys. They say it takes uh, 21 days to form new habits. So imagine what we could accomplish together in four months. What if in as little as four months, you could feel fucking fantastic? What if you could completely reboot your health? What if you could completely reset your body? What if you could completely allow yourself to feel the energy and clarity and the drive to live the life that you have been dreaming about every single day? This is not a quick fix. This is accountability. This is not an overnight success. This is creating new habits that we're going to practice daily to create our new bodies, to create our new lives. This is about making conscious choices in our everyday lives to improve our health together and become until it becomes an innate part of each and every single one of our days, until it becomes as habitual as drinking your morning coffee, which yes, I will try to convince you to switch to green juice and I have no shame 
in doing that. (laughs) But guess what? I'll let you have both coffee and green juice. That's what I do. Okay. So in four months together, we can change our lives. In four months together, we will be educated, inspired, and encouraged to change our habits and have a total health and wellness transformation. So how are we going to do it? We're going to combine the four steps that I've talked about. You've heard me talk about this, but functional medicine testing, peptide therapy. By the way, everything's optional, but you do you do the course on your own the way that you want to do it, but this is what I recommend. Then number three is we're going to add in daily nutritional habits, like adding more plants to our plate, adding exercise to our regimen every single day, hydrating ourselves by drinking half our body weight in ounces of water per day, and intermittent fasting, which means we're going to fast between dinner and breakfast. And then of course, number four, the fourth step is the emotional healing component to get rid of those food cravings and emotional food addictions for good. If you're ready to get started, you're like, I've heard this, Allie, just go to foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. But if you're still with me, let me talk more about it. We're going to meet every single Wednesday for four months for one hour each week. I will invite you to join us live for the best experience. But of course, replays will always be available if you miss a meeting. You'll be supported by me and a team of experts hand-selected by me, many of them you know from Food Heals. Many people way smarter than me to help guide you on your health and wellness journey and to be your accountability partners on this wellness journey. So I hope you're in. Let me talk about the cost. So if you join between now and my birthday, December 2nd, it's just $497. $497 for four months of accountability and access to incredible doctors, nutritionists, experts, chefs, and more, plus access to other Food Heals Nation listeners and our community to connect and bond with. I mean, this is such a steal, right? It's $497. That's nothing. Then after my birthday, That's your early bird. Get in at $4.97. After my birthday, December 2nd, it will go up to its regular price of $8.97. So I want you to save $400 by enrolling by December 2nd. So if you're in, foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. And if you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram at TV or at foodhealsnation or email me at info at foodhealsnation.com. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.